what's happening, everyone? Welcome into another edition of the Final Four. Greg Swatek here with you. Hope everyone's having a great summer. Uh, this week, we're going to talk some baseball, more specifically Frederick Keys baseball uh, with uh, Gareth Kwok. Uh, Gareth is the uh, team's broadcaster and community and public relations assistant. And Gareth, it's great to have you on. Thanks for doing this, man. Hey, thanks, Greg, as always. Uh, how would you describe the season so far? Yeah, it's been right now. This team sort of been been teeing around 500. It's been, you know, that you know they have had some some wins and losses. I mean, I guess you could say, um, but no, it's been so far. I think this season has been going on going very well in the, in the draft league for for myself personally. It's the first year, and so uh, you know we've had a real talented group of guys that have all started to, to really. I think I think it took maybe you know 15 or so games to. Get them to mesh in, and the roster is always flowing and changing as the as the as the days go by. But uh, but now I think it's it's been starting to have a, a sort of a solid group and sort of a, a solid rotation. The guys are, are really uh, are really enjoying it. So I think it's been it's been as good as it's been good so far. Do you genuinely show up to the ballpark every night not knowing what's going to happen? <laughs> uh, I really don't because I mean I guess you know you know, with Frederick and right now this team is, they haven't been able to, you know, gone on going on like a long losing streak or like a long winning streak. It's always, you know, when we win two, lose two, win one, lose one. Just, it's just been kind of, I guess, you know, having gone on that sort of momentum or, or skid, I guess you could say, but uh, I always enjoy coming to the park and seeing something new because we, we generally do have something new that happens really every day, whether, you know, it's, it's an oddity on the field that happens or something awesome happens just, you know, offensively or, or pitching wise. So, I mean, it's, it's been, it's been a pleasure so far to, 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 to broadcast the games and just see some of these, uh, these college players uh, perform right now. All right. Side a couple of examples. Give me, give me an oddity that, that uh, happened uh, so far this season. <laughs> well, I guess uh, uh, one of the oddities that we have had, I guess you could say. Well, I guess one, I guess that comes to mind is that, you know, we've had like a, a sudden death. We've had sudden death um, over time this, in the extra inning rule here in the MLB draft league. And just one of the, I guess, just, I, it was more just a memorable game, I guess you could say, but just, you know, the, the keys had the, the, the pitch, you know, keys were on defense and uh, basically the winning run for, for uh, we were up in West Virginia winning runs at third base nobody out so i mean this basically it, west virginia is knocking on the doorstep to a win and just uh somehow he's got he's got out of it with a, a strikeout double play basically to to get out of what was an impossible situation you know with a winning run at third base and nobody out and then uh that was a game that uh, joe oliver he he, <laughs> he got he got ejected is it, uh just a crazy crazy heightened game and uh, and then the keys won in in, in the in the sudden death tiebreaker just uh, with the winning run at third two down last chance Carlos Guzman uh, put the put the bat in the ball found the the hole up the middle and so uh, just a, I think it was just a signature win more of anything just something that more of improbable I guess if, if that maybe isn't, isn't the word for oddity but more improbable than if anything so far this this summer you're telling me that mild mannered. Joe Oliver has gotten tossed from a game this season. <laughs> once, once, yes. Uh, I, I think that was the that was the most upset I've seen him. <laughs> but, did did, did, did mean, you agree with him? What, what was it? Was he right? Well, I think it was on a it was on a balk. Um, it was on a balk play, basically, in, in the ninth inning that allowed the runner from first to go to second, and so and it was called by. 
I think it was called by, I think it might've been a home plate umpire who called, who called the balk instead of the field umpire. And so, you know, Joe, Joe got up, Joe got upset and uh, he was right up in his ear and I was, <laughs> I was just uh, like, I just, that was the most upset I've seen him. Was, but was he, you know, that, was he kicking dirt on the umpire? Was he, was, no, he, no, was, no. was he, was he, was he throwing bases or? No, no, he wasn't throwing bases, but he was up in his ear. He was getting his money's worth. You know, and I and I know that was it's only been one time, but I think the guys for them it, it got them fired up, it got them it got them you know wanting to win the game, and so just uh, I, I think just from the, the emotion of that, it's been West Virginia is a team that is uh, that is for whatever reason they have taken care of business against the the Keys. I think they've won uh, ten of twelve against Frederick so far this summer. It's just it's been the, the Keys kryptonite all all summer, but I, just the. From that the emotions of it all and just uh just seeing i mean that's just something new in summer ball every day so <laughs> i guess that's how i could explain it yeah and if anyone knows the balk rule it would be joe a former major league catcher so so he would understand it well so i didn't see the play i mean i don't know but i'm, I'm guessing joe might have had a point on that one right <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely but i mean it's just one of those where late in the game, right, is every, every call is, is magnified. And so that was, uh, of course, a big call that got the runner in scoring position. But, yeah, somehow somehow the keys got out of it. And then in sudden death, it was one of those just, you know, sudden death rules or the an MLB draft league. It's kind of an interesting way to see how, uh, you know, basically to avoid ties and just to, to have the winning run at third and then Carlos Guzman drive in the, uh, the, go, you know, the winning run on a walk-off hit up the middle just to, just from the whole the whole situations of it all, it just proved to be uh, just a, a just a, I think an amazing game. Yeah, explain the sudden death rule to me here, because the draft league is trying to be unique uh, in, in its own way. Um, but I think I think there was a situation recently where uh, the home team lost an extra inning game without getting the chance to bat. So 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 sort of explain how the rule works if the game's tied um, at the end of the game. Yeah, so the, the home team gets to decide. This is before the game. The home team gets to decide if the game were to go into to, uh, extra innings, whether um, whether they would like to be playing on defense or on offense for um, for basically that extra inning. And so home team gets to pick. And so if after nine innings, nothing, uh, you know, no, no winner is decided, then uh, they'll, they'll play an extra inning, just a half inning. And so the home team gets to choose. And so... Basically, the, the game, the inning starts with a runner on first and nobody out. So if the, the offensive team gets the run in and is able to score, then the team that's on offense wins the game. And if the defensive team is able to hold and put up a zero, then the defensive team wins. So uh, I think it's been, I think, just sort of a, a nice way to, and it's an entertaining way to, at least for college summer ball, to, to kind of figure out a winner because you hate to have games end in ties and I understand the whole pitchers you know not you know of course pitcher health is a is an, is an important is priority in the draft league of course but I think at the end of the day the fans and they want to see a winner or a loser and so I think it's been it's been a good way to decide outcomes uh, after after nine innings yeah they, they don't want the game dragging on forever obviously but how much of a baseball purist are you Gareth I mean do, 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 do you like these quirks do you like these rules do you like uh, that extra, uh, it sounds like you like the, uh, the, the, the sort of sudden death half inning format there. 
Um, but, but, I, but, but, but do you like the runners on the, on the bases to start extra innings? I mean, how much of a baseball purist are you? <laughs> I think if you were to ask me maybe a couple of years ago, I probably would have been totally anti runners on base, let, let the games drag out. And, but now I think you st I'm starting to realize, you know, you know, pitchers wise, you know, pitcher health is becoming just such an important part of the game. Um, and, and, you know, it, it's, and for, especially these college pitchers that, that pitched already a, a long spring, They've had, they've had a long season. So the, the last thing you want them to do is really just overexert themselves. And, and so I think for college summer ball, it's, it's, it's entertainment. You want, you want to see a, a winner, a loser. Um, you know, I think it's, it's, it's a good way to do it. And so having a runner on first and just kind of, you know, deciding, having some action, it really, I think, peaks some strategy, whether you, you know, maybe bump the guy over to second or you, you just try to swing away. It really does add sort of a, a unique layer to it. Um, and, and it makes it, it just, I think it's just an outcome to it, which uh, I think what, what people want to see. So, so, so you're covering a 500 team and like you say, they can't go on any big win streaks and they, and they don't lose a bunch in a row. Has the season really felt sort of roller coaster ish? I mean, has it felt like a roller coaster? Oh, sure. Yeah. I think it's been, it's been a roller coaster and just, you know, you, you see some, you know, you see some, some great pitch games from opposing teams. And then there's some games where the offense for Frederick just explodes. And I mean, it's a, it's a Frederick team right now that uh, it's one of the best hitting teams in the league. And, you know, they have a, have a lot of great hitters from, you know, the SEC, Hunter Jump, Jake Blasiak, two guys from Kentucky, Kendall Yule, Golden Spike semifinalists from, uh, from, from Eastern Kentucky. Um, just, uh, just really a lot of, uh, it's been a lot of talent. And then, yeah, yeah sometimes you face off against, uh, you know, a, a really good starter from a junior college or, or a division two that they've never seen before. And, you know, you tip their cap. So I think it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely, you know, been, been sort of, uh, you know, you have some peaks and valleys, but that's, that's part of baseball. And I think, uh, you know, overall, it's been, it's been a good, experience, good learning experience for these guys, just face new arms, face some, some talent that they don't get to see every other day. I think that's the beauty of, of this draft league. You don't just get guys from these power five schools all the time. You get, you're getting good junior college arms, guys from Division two schools, NAA schools, and hey, they, they've got some legit stuff too. So there's it all. It's not just Power Five, SEC, ACC. It's it's really everywhere in the country, which I think it's um, it's good to see in the draft league. On that note, I wanted to ask you about the caliber of baseball in the league. Some some people say it's way off from from what it used to be when the Keys were an affiliated team. How just how would you describe the caliber of the baseball in the in the draft league? I think I've been, I've been impressed with it, um, to be honest, you know, and for, for me, uh, you know, last summer I was in the Cape Cod league and of, co of course that's a lot of, you know, power five players that are not, you know, most of them not draft eligible. They're still, they only finished their first or, or second year uh, at their respective university. But uh, you know, so far, I mean, I think it maybe took a week or two to, for, for the guys to kind of, you know, there maybe were some, a lot of walks or, you know, some, some defense defensive issues at first, but now like you starting to see guys, I think after a week or two, they kind of gel together. And I mean, there's some, there's some really good pitching. I think the pitching has been, I think as good as the, the Cape league. And I think the, their hitters too are also, you know, finding ways to, to put together real good at bats. So I think the, the competition has impressed me after the first couple of weeks. And so um, I, I've been impressed with it. I've been pleased with the, sort of the result that's been a good pace of play. And so I think it's been, I've actually been quite, quite impressed with it. Yeah. I mean, the Cape Cod leagues, the, the famous well-known um, uh, wooden bat league is, is the baseball in the draft league. Is it on par with the Cape Cod league? Would you say a little better, maybe not quite uh, what the Cape Cod league is? 
I think I think the pitching for I think the pitching is pretty it's up there for sure. I, I'd say the pitching wise, you know, you got some really good arms, fast, you know, fast balls that are, you know, mid to high 90s with some of these guys. And they got some really sharp breaking stuff, you know, slider change up. I think hitters wise is maybe where there could be a little bit of some differentiation. You know, you, you are getting some maybe some some freshman All-Americans up in the uh, in, in the Cape Cod League, whereas, you know, maybe not in the draft league. But I mean, there's the hitting wise, it's there's some good draft league hitters, too. And I think this is their opportunity to see kind of how they shape up. And so um, but also with the draft league, you get, you know, more veteran veteran le- level players. And, you know, we like guys that I, I mentioned earlier, like, you know, they just finished their fourth, their, their third or fourth year. And so they've, they've seen, they've seen some good arms in their three or four years. And so they, they're experienced and they know how to hit. So I think uh, it kind of just depends from the experience level, but that's why they come to the league to kind of showcase their skills and see what they got. What, what players have really opened your eyes so far with the keys? Yeah. I mean, I, I mentioned jump plastic, um, you will, uh, as far as, um, you know, pitching wise or pitching wise goes, uh, Zach fruit's been Zach fruits leading the league right now in strikeouts. The future, uh, Troy Trojan, he's going to be playing in the Sunbelt conference. Uh, he's been great. Jonathan Pintaro, the writer, the right-hander from shorter, uh, has been, has been very good. The Gio Rivera who just pitched last night, uh, for the keys, future Oregon state Beaver. Um, I'd say those, some of those guys, I mean, they're, they're all doing really well. It's just, it's hard to pick just a couple, but, um, but it definitely you, you get to see, uh, those guys and it's been, it's been, they're great also off the field too. Very, very welcoming of their time when, when I want to talk to them or have them on the air. So they've been, uh, they've been awesome. We're talking to Gareth Kwok, the, uh, broadcaster, uh, for the Frederick keys in the major league, uh, draft league. Uh, Gareth, um, the draft is coming up. It's, it's the namesake of the league. Uh, it, it, it'll be here next week. What keys players, I don't know how much of a sense you have for this, but what keys players do you think will, will have a good shot at being drafted, um, and hearing their names called next week? <laughs> oh man, I wish I had the, I wish I had the answer. I mean, it's, you, you don't think, have, you, you don't have your crystal ball with you. Oh man. I wish I did. I wish I did. It's, it's tough. But I mean, from what, you know, last year, you know, we, you know, we had seven, seven players selected. So, you know, we're definitely hoping that we can reach that number or, or further. And, um, you know, I think after, no, sorry, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Looks like a slow cooker's in there. You, you, uh, your, your apartment's not burning down, is it? No, no, it's not. It's not. Luckily not. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I mean, as we met, as I mentioned, we, you know, we had, you know, seven guys last year and we're just hoping that number continues to, you know, hopefully we see that seven again or, or more, you know, or this summer or guys that maybe if they don't get selected, they get, you know, undrafted free agent deals and, and, and they're able to get any opportunity. And so um, I, I think it's, uh, it's definitely going to be exciting to see. And we're really, you know, crossing our fingers to see uh, these guys get selected um, because this is, They've, they've worked so hard and they've gotten some great exposure in this league and they all got a chance to go up to, to PNC Park in Pittsburgh for a little pro day and all the guys had their their phones out taking in the whole scene and, and up in at PNC Park one of the best ballparks in, in baseball so I think uh, I, I, I we're, we're hoping to see a you know just a, a really good turnout for, for the draft well what, what about a guy like Jake uh, Plasiak, uh, second year with the keys. He's been in the league for two years now. Swings a really good bat. I, I, I think he would, uh, led the league in homers last year, top 10 in yeah. RBIs. Uh, yeah. he plays at, a, a power at a SEC school. The SEC's, 
uh, maybe the top uh, conference in, in college baseball. What, what about a guy like him? Uh, it, it would seem like he would get a good look this year. Yeah, I mean, he's been – when he, I mean, when he makes contact, it goes a long way. And right now he's leading the team in home runs and runs batted in. So, uh, I mean, I think it helps, uh, you know, the guys that have served the, the SEC. They've seen SEC-level competition. I think uh, they, they have they have some sort of pedigree. And they, you know, that, that, that speaks for itself uh, for his resume too. And so – um, you know, he's been, he's been a real fun player to watch. So I think just from his power alone, um, you know, his power and, and what he can, what, what he can do to an offense, I think should warrant some looks from the, some of these teams and, you know, his batting practice is really fun to watch as well. So I, I mean, I, I would agree that he would be a guy that I think should deserve an opportunity. What about a guy like uh, Luke Pryor? Uh, people know him around here. He's a true Frederick key uh, pitched at Middletown high school. Um, uh, right here uh, outside of Frederick. Uh, what have your – it goes to college at Mount St. Mary's, uh, a, a local college. What have your impressions of uh, Luke Pryor been so far? Yeah, Luke has been, has been great. Uh, he, he, pitched, uh, he pitched last night, as a matter of fact, um, you know, two, two strong innings. And so I think, he, you know, he's been able to uh, – he's been versatile, can, can start uh, on the mound and can also come out of the – come out of the bullpen and, you know, can flash a, a good, you know, low nineties fastball, good, good slider, you know, good two, three pitch mix. So I think, and, you know, for him, for, you know, Mount St. Mary's, you know, just a, you know, maybe a smaller, smaller conference, but this is for him, like, you know, kind of, you know, his bis his first big, you know, summer league and, and being able to showcase his stuff. And I think he's, he's really stepped up to the challenge and done a nice job against, uh, again, some good, some good bats in the lineup and um and yeah so i think for for him he, he deserves a look as well all right you said you've seen awesome things you said you've seen odd things i asked you earlier for an example of an oddity that you saw give me give me an example of something that was awesome that you saw uh well let's see something that's awesome that's happened well i i think the i'm trying to remember I mean, there's been so many great things, but I, I guess I'll maybe one of them. I, I'm, I putting, I'm putting you sure. on the spot here. <laughs> I know you really are. Uh, the first uh, opening, opening uh, the season opener uh, for, for the keys and uh, Carlos Guzman, the uh, starting catcher from Northwest Florida state college. He's going to Missouri state next spring, uh, which by the way, Missouri state, they made a, they made the NCAA tournament this past year, but uh, what does Carlos do? He goes four for four with a, with a three run home run. And so just a, just the debut and for him, just getting to talk to him after the game, he said he had, <laughs> he had never had a, a four for four game, six, oh, by the way, six RBIs. So it was a three, four for four with six RBIs and a three run home run. It's just, I mean, a perfect debut, a perfect, perfect way to start off the game. And just to, for a guy like Carlos, who's always, you know, smiling, having fun, just uh, getting to talk to him, like, have, have you ever had a game like that? And he's like, no, never, never, <laughs> never like that. So it was uh, I, just from just getting the, the season started, there was so much buildup, so much anticipation to have, you know, the keys win and Carlos do, you know, go four for four at the plate, I think was, uh, was pretty awesome. Be, be honest, Gareth, how many of these colleges have you never heard of before? Uh, how many of you really had to like dive into Wikipedia and go? Look oh, up? yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, seeing the initial roster, you know, I, again, these are. Guy, guys that I hadn't, too, hadn't had too much familiarity with, I'll be honest, to, you know, colleges and universities I hadn't had too much 
but it, but uh, it's not just you know, the, I, it's not just the player though. It's the school. Like some of these schools. I mean, no yeah. offense, no offense to the school. I'm not trying to disparage anyone or, or any any school. But like, <laughs> I'm not, I, I've I've never heard of some of these schools before. Oh no, I mean, sure. That's that's why. In addition to look to looking up their background, I got to look up on Google Maps. Like, where where's the closest <laughs> where's the closest city? Because I mean. From my standpoint too, and uh, you know, when I'm broadcasting on the air, I gotta, I gotta let these people know where, where is uh, this, you know, remote school in in Texas or in South Carolina. Well, so it's well, like, what, okay, what, it's... what, what's the most obscure school on the team? You don't have to name the player, but <laughs> what's the most obscure school on the team? Uh, we've had like Erskine College, Co- Coastal Bend. All right, College, all right. Er- is... er- er- Erskine, where is that? Erskine is in Dude West, South Carolina. Dude West, uh, that, that, yes. that, that might be the best. That might be the best city uh, <laughs> on, uh, on the team. Dude West, South Carolina. And apparently, and, I guess there is like a population. I think from the 2020 or, or report on 2020, it's only like 1,200 people. It's pretty. No, oh, so pretty one, of the, small. one of those one stoplight towns. Yeah, uh, yeah. All right, how it's about pretty pretty small? Where where where's Coastal Bend? And I'm asking you this off the top of your head. So. <laughs> I know Coastal Bend. That's in Beeville, Texas, and so I think Beeville. maybe Beeville, Texas, which is I think not 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 or I shouldn't say not too far away, but it's about a couple hours from San Antonio. So. Uh, I mean, I'm learning. I'm learning more about American ge- geography than I did in fifth grade, man. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Yeah. But uh, no, it's been cool. It's, it's been really fun to just sort of see the, these guys' backgrounds and like, hey, this is this is their. You know, they've never played in crowds, as you know, like in these you know minor league le- level ballparks, and just you know, they get to finally showcase their skills and you know, being you know, be in front of some some fans. So I think it's cool. Yeah, why why should people come see draft league games? Uh, we, we went over the skeptics here, Gareth. Gareth, why people that say the baseball is not as good, they're not affiliated. Why why should people come out and uh, check you guys out? Well, I I always like to say that you never know who. You, well, I mean, you would go to a game here in the draft league, and there's definitely going to be one or two that you see that might make it to an MLB team. Like you just this is the MLB draft league. Guys are going to get going to get an opportunity at the next level and um, to showcase themselves. And so I think it's, I think it's cool to say, Hey, I went to this game, MLB draft league, and I got to see a, a future big leaguer. I mean, you, again, you might have to wait a couple of years or so, but you can, you can claim that you were a day one, day one fan seeing these guys that nobody had ever heard of, you know, you, you don't, you don't know too much about their background, but Hey, you, you, you saw them play at the, when they were just getting started. And now, you know, who knows, look what they might be doing at, in the big league. So I, I, I think for me, that's sort of the selling point is that you, you might be seeing some guys that are, or not might, but you will be seeing some guys who are going to be, you know, playing, you know, making a mark in the, in the big leagues very soon. What would I know the school in the town that you're from? <laughs> uh, Tempe, Arizona. Arizona yeah. I've heard of, I've heard of Tempe and, and, and Arizona state. So, yeah, uh, but you're from the, you're from the Bay area originally, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. From, uh, from Lafayette, California in San Francisco Bay area and the East Bay. It's about a 25, 30 minute drive East of San Francisco. I, I know Lafayette cause my, my uncle, uh, my uncle Paul, uh, li- li- lives in Lafayette. So really, wow. Yeah, no he, kidding. He does. Yes. So, so I've, I haven't wow. been there a lot, but I've been there before. So I am familiar with it. Okay. When uh, was the last time you were there? Oh gosh, it was years ago. Uh, <laughs> not, 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 not anytime recently, but, um, but I am familiar with Lafayette Okay. and Arizona right. and Arizona state. I, yes. I, I, I think most people are. So I guess the question is, how'd you end up uh, here in Frederick? 
Yeah, so I was, I think still, I, I think it was January of this year that I was just sort of doing some job hunting and I knew I wanted to see if I could do some sort, some sort of baseball, um, you know, call some sort of baseball after, you know, being in the, the Cape Cod League last year. But I, you know, I, I had some, some colleagues that were already in some, some offers to go do affiliated ball in the minor leagues, although they would have to leave a little, you know, my, my school didn't, my graduation wasn't until May. So I, the season would already have begun. So I would have to leave early. And so that was something that I didn't know if I wanted to leave early. I wanted to, you know, the family's coming in town for graduation, just be able to sort of spend that time with them. But uh, I saw a, sort of a listing for the keys to be a, a broadcaster PR assistant. And that, that was a, that was definitely like, okay, that's MLB draft league. I've heard of it. I don't know too much, but uh, it's actually close to family because I have family that lives in uh, Annandale and uh, just outside of DC. So I just, uh, I just put in an application and then, you know, got, you know, I had a couple of interviews and um, it helped that I, I had a friend there, a former ASU classmate uh, worked there as well. So uh, it, it, were, it was kind of uh, just, I think just, it ended up working out really well. How'd you end up in the Cape Cod League? Uh, the Cape Cod League was a, sort of a, a similar thing where I I seen you know my uh, my older classmates go up there and they had so much fun just literally you know in the morning they get to rest you know sit sit by the beach and just you know get a suntan and then and then in the evening they'll get to go call a baseball game and get to see future big leaguers so I was like okay. I think I want to do that. And, uh, it's, it's very competitive. There's, you know, a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of Syracuse students who, who, uh, who are usually there, but I mean, I just, I put my name in, in the hat for all 10 teams in the league. And luckily, you know, one of them, one of them reached out and, um, in the Orleans Firebirds. And so, uh, they're, they're in the, uh, in the Eastern division on the Cape. So, uh, and Orleans is you know, one of the best teams just from, ballpark standpoint organizational standpoint it was it was just it was really actually I think the first team that had reached out to respond back so um and you know just being able to to have that summer up there and, and really get to see some awesome talent have some fun just uh I it was it really was a great summer wouldn't you like a job a little closer to home though uh, Gary <laughs> I, that would be nice that would that certainly would be nice to be uh to be closer to, to, to home but I mean, I'm, you know, it's been, I, the East coast has really treated me well. I, I've, I've gone to here, you know, I've been, we usually go to the East coast every, every year or so to visit grandparents, visit family. So I'm pretty used to it. And so, and, and my, my sister who lives in my older sister who lives in Boston. So I was actually, when I was up on the Cape, able to go visit her a couple of times. And so, I mean, it's, I, I mean, it'd be nice to be, I, I definitely prefer maybe the California weather a little more, but I mean, Right now, I'm. I can't be. I can't complain. Getting to call baseball right now in, in Frederick. You, you've seen snow and experienced winter and stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit. I, I, I'm not the biggest fan, but uh, you know, I can. I'm. I'm adaptable. <laughs> but no, but I, I, I've spent Christmases out in uh, California before. It, it, it could get cold out in the Bay Area for Christmas. Oh right? yeah, it, it's not like yeah. 60 degrees all, all year round. <laughs> no, no, no. It's you're right. It's it can get it can get chilly. It can get you know. And into some December not uh, December mornings, you're getting you're getting like 40s or, or 30s. I guess that doesn't compare to here to maybe East Coast people that are getting tw you know 20s or 30s in snow. And <laughs> but yeah, it, it can get kind of cold there. But I mean, it's it's uh, you know I mean it's it, it's California weather for for the most part. So 
how do you how do you prepare for a game and uh, how how do you learn about these guys and and, and bring their stories uh, to your broadcast? Yeah, I mean, it took um, it took a lot of preseason work. Um, you know, I was just finishing up sort of my Arizona State baseball duties, so it's kind of like right after that. All right, I need to hit the ground running. Start doing some research on these players, and you know, it's it's it is sort of difficult at the first week or two because there is a lot of roster changes and there is a lot of turnover and. You know, you have guys on temporary contracts that are, you know, only there for maybe 10 days or so. And then, you know, they, they move on to their next opportunity and, and then guys that are full-time players and, and maybe they leave midway through. So it, it, for me, it, I've gotten my process down where I can kind of do, do my, do my research and, and find their stats and, uh, and, t- and, and it helps also just, you know, being able to be there in person, get to talk to them. And, and if they share any, uh, you know, and share any stories that they be, might be willing to, 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 to talk about. So, uh, but it's, it was a lot of preseason work. That's for sure. Is, is it hard doing a solo broadcast? I mean, so many of these broadcasts have multi two man, even three man booths where uh, you could bounce ideas and thoughts and, and situations off of, but being, being a solo broadcaster, especially in a sport like baseball where the action's slow and there's a lot of dead time to fill is, is that difficult? Yeah, it's, it's difficult. I mean, I've, I've had, I had experience before um, coming to Frederick and, you know, it, I think after my first one or two solo broadcasts, like you could, <laughs> like the throat was just like, you know, just, you could just feel that it, it wasn't much left, but uh, you, need some wa- uh, you need some water in the booth with, you, right? I know, even then, even then, man, it's it, the first couple was like, wow, this is, if I have to do this for 80 games this summer, like, but I luckily I haven't had that case happen too much this, this, this summer, but I, I've gotten into sort of a, a good routine. And, and actually what's helped is, you know, after the first couple, you know, um, 20 or so games, I, I was just talking with our pitching coach, Dennis Masterson and just telling him like, Oh yeah, you know, it's, it's, I'm just doing the solo broadcast, talking, talking to myself for, you know, two and a half, three hours. And he, he had a, a really cool idea to just say, Oh, let's maybe I can get one of our pitchers who just pitched the night before to come hop on with you for an inning. And I was like, okay, I mean, yeah, it's, it's summer ball. Like, why not? Like if they're not doing anything, let them, you know, hang out in the booth and I'll talk to them for an inning and just, you know, they can just be what it's like, you know, experience what it's like to be with the headset on and just uh, be a broadcaster. And so actually, yeah, the last, like, I want to say eight or nine games, we've had just pitchers who pitched the day before and aren't planning to pitch the day of, and they just hop on for the fourth inning with me. And I just chatted up with them and, get to talk about how their season went, just put their, put their, put their kind of put themselves in the, the shoes of the pitcher. Like, Hey man, what are you going to pitch? What are you going to throw on this pitch with the runners on second and first two down, let them kind of play color commentator in a way. It's been fun just to kind of, it, it just breaks the monotony of the, of just doing solo broadcasts all the time, which, so I, I definitely appreciate Dennis for allowing me to do that with, with them. Yeah, well, I appreciate you jumping on with me, uh, Gareth. Uh, this, this has been fun uh, uh, chatting with you. Tell people how they could listen to your broadcast. Yeah, go to uh, go to frederickkeys.com, and uh, there we have a literally there should be a tab right there that says Keys Radio, and you click on it, and it'll take you to to our to our page to listen in every game. Are are there some cool towns to travel to in the draft league? Yeah, I've gone to travel. I haven't gone to travel to all of them just yet, but um, the West Virginia, Morgantown is a real nice ballpark. State College, also really a nice ballpark. And got to I got to walk around Penn State University. Yeah, I was going to say, these, 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 are, these are college towns with WVU yes. and Penn State and stuff. So. Yes, yes. Penn, yeah, Penn, got to walk around Beaver Stadium, the Penn State football 
field and just uh, I haven't gotten the chance to go to uh, Trenton or Mahoning Valley or Williamsport yet. So I'm still I still got to check those boxes off. But I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. All right. That is uh, Gareth Kwok, uh, the broadcaster and community community and public relations assistant for the Frederick Keys. Thanks again for your time, Gareth. Uh, and and uh, we look forward to the draft and seeing how the rest of the season plays out. So thanks. Thanks for doing this, man. Hey, thanks, Rick. Anytime. All right. Uh, thanks also to uh, producer Graham Cullen for putting this uh, podcast together every week and to all of you for checking us out. Uh, continue having a great summer, everyone, and we'll be back with another episode next week. Until then, uh, uh, have a great week, everyone.